from Portland, it's the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Today, the team breaks down this week in weather, wildfires and fire nados, and you'll hear about Ann's experience with one of Mark's deadly chickens. Now, here they are, Brian McMillan, Jeff Forgeron, and Ann Campolongo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan, and today I'm joined with meteorologist Jeff Forgeron and... Brand new to this podcast, meteorologist Ann Campolongo. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Ann, so good to see you and to hear your voice. <laughs> Thank you for letting me fill in for Mark uh, today. Yeah, Mark's off today. Yeah. I think he's camping. He's somewhere over in Eastern Oregon. Is that right, guys? We, uh, we keep track of him. Uh, you know, we, we make sure to put a little GPS thing on his phone because he's really important. <laughs> and we don't want him to get lost we because that would be him. devastating. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, he's been camping and, and, and kind of just going all over the state here. Hard to track, Mark. I mean, he, I, I think he... <laughs> <laughs> Don't they have a camper or something, and they can just basically go wherever they want at this yeah. point? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. He is. He loves that camper. You know, he he's, he said uh, <laughs> that uh, you know because I I've been working from home this entire time for the past five months, and he was like, well, why don't I just set up my camper out in the out in the parking lot, and I can, uh, <laughs> and I can kind of work from home like that. I go, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> <laughs> Very. That's a Mark comment right there. Yeah. Well, we're here. We got a lot of uh, fun things to talk about here this time around. We had a really hot weekend, you guys. We, yeah. we got a, we're we going to talk about fire nados as well. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about here for this podcast. But first, because I know you guys are going to give me a hard time about it, I, I, I need to make a correction. And, 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 and you know what? We're we, It's all about honesty here on the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. And last week during our Cities of the Week, Jeff, you stole mine. So this is partially your fault and not mine. <laughs> Jeff stole my city uh, because we didn't coordinate very well here and because they're secret. But uh, I quickly just Googled what, what's the hottest temperature ever recorded in Oregon. And Google failed me. Imagine that. Oh. Wikipedia was wrong. Uh, so you can't trust the Internet for anything. <laughs> but, <laughs> my city was Hermiston. Uh, according to a quick Google search, that was the hottest, uh, the place with the hottest recorded temperature ever in Oregon. However, that was wrong. Pendleton and Prineville uh, are uh, said to have the hottest temperatures ever recorded uh, in Oregon at 119 degrees. That was back in 1898. Woo. But doing some more research, we figured out that the Prineville 119 degree mark was unlikely to have happened. Right. Because it hasn't even been above 107 <laughs> degrees since then. <laughs> well, and, and I just want to say for the record, Brian, you, you gave me that, that negative buzzer sound last week with oh. the Pendleton guest. So um, I need you to re retract okay. that as well. I will give you now a retroactive uh, dinging sound. Uh, here you go, Jeff. This is for you if I can make it work. Uh, oh. You know what? I can't make it work here right now. Oh, so sure, unfortunately, Brian. You sure, Brian. Get it. sure, Brian. Okay, I see how it is. We'll, we'll go ahead and move on. We'll forget that ever happened. The news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. All right, guys. So we're going to start with some really, really hot days this last weekend. We made it almost to 100 degrees. So close. Almost. So close. So close. Saturday, we hit 99 degrees. I thought we were going to do it, too. I thought we were going to do it. 
Uh, Sunday, we hit 95. <laughs> that was kind of a, a bit of a forecast bus because uh, we had some clouds roll in. And then yesterday, we hit 93 degrees. So that was a really hot day. So three days in a row, that makes it a heat wave as far as we're concerned. So uh, what happened? Because you guys were doing the forecast, uh, Jeff and Ann, on, uh, over the weekend here. What happened on Sunday that kind of blew that 100-degree day or that potentially 100-degree day? Yeah. Well, we were halfway into Good Day Oregon. I was sitting there with Deb Gill in studio, and we had gotten a brand new North American model run in. And the first one was already show, showing the cloud cover coming in, the possibility of maybe an isolated shower or two west of the Cascades. The new 12Z run came in in the middle of Good Day Oregon, and uh, it was showcasing the possibility of a little bit more activity west of the Cascades. And all we really needed was a little bit more cloud cover. That was the same morning, too, that there were severe thunderstorm warnings for the San Francisco Bay Area. What was happening was uh, the remnant moisture associated with Tropical Storm Fosto was surging northward through Northern California, bringing widespread thunderstorms. And lo and behold, all that moisture, the showers and thunderstorms were making their way northward toward Oregon. So um, we had to make the call to drop that high temperature, dropped it down to 98 from, I believe, our forecast high of 100. And, and what, what tropical storm was that? Because your mic cut out there, Jeff. Fosto, F-A-U-S-T-O. Fosto, okay. It's, All right. Yeah, it's since been obviously downgraded. It actually has deteriorated at this point, but um, multiple days of moisture has been surging northward, um, causing actually showers and thunderstorms in central and eastern Oregon, too, um, in most cases. So, um, yeah, that, that moisture actually led to a pretty humid day on Sunday, and it kept our temperature down at 95, which is still plenty hot, Brian. I mean, even with the cloud cover. I don't think people even notice the difference between 95 and 100, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's just... It's just, ugh, it's I think hot. They noticed the mugginess on Sunday for sure. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, and with that, um, and when you and I were working yesterday, yeah. uh, we had a lot of action over on the east side of the Cascades. Uh, we had some severe thunderstorm uh, warnings pop up out in central Oregon. Yeah. Got some really cool pictures here from viewers as well uh, of the uh, lightning moving its way up through Madras and the Warm Springs Reservation, eventually into the gorge and up in the northeast part of the state as well. So three hot days, and they were kind of muggy yeah. too, so they felt a little warmer than that. Not only that, we have seen some really, really warm nights lately as yeah. well. That night where we had all that cloud cover, guys, we thought maybe we'd bottom oh, out yeah. at 70 degrees, but Ann was right. We were <laughs> Good, in call, the Ann. Good, Good call, Ann. Good call, Ann. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bottomed out in the upper 60s, still really warm. We've had uh, so far 29 nights at or above 60 degrees and that's kind of our uh, 60 degrees is kind of our level of com uncomfortability right <laughs> once it starts getting above 60 degrees in the overnight hours we can call that kind of an uncomfortable night jeff i know you don't have widespread air conditioning in your place and do you have do you have air conditioning in your I, place i do yes oh nice yeah. nice 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 but jeff you, you've had to deal with like trying to figure out where to put your air conditioner well, it, it's only in one place, and we're not moving it, Brian. It's in the bedroom because I have to fall asleep at some point in the day. So what we, we have a nice system going on where we have a fan network trying to navigate the cool air around the corner and into the living room. Works pretty well, but on those uh, one, the back-to-back 100-degree -back days in July, that was, that was tough. Um, yeah. We didn't get a lot of relief overnight. But yeah, it, uh, just to 
echo what you just said. Anytime we're above 60 at night is pretty brutal for anybody in the metro area that doesn't have AC in their homes or apartments. Because if it gets below that, you can do that trick where you blow all the cold air in during the day and then you shut all the windows in your house here. Uh, or excuse me, you blow it all in at night. Don't blow it in in the day. That's a terrible <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blow, blowing all the cold air during the evening hours and then you shut up all the, all the windows and close the blinds and all that stuff and you can lock some of that cooler air in. But uh, yeah. Jeff, I noticed you have all your your windows wide open here so that you're not exactly listening. Well, it's a nicer day today, Brian. You know, we were, it feels we were good out. Bit, yeah, we were a little bit cooler this morning mm-hmm. and and yeah, we're in the 80s this afternoon. So it's okay. It's not a big okay. deal today. Yeah. All right, good. Well, firefighters are continuing to make progress containing a wildfire burning in the Columbia River Gorge. Uh, out there, the Mosier Creek fire is now 75% contained. It's uh, around 1,000 acres out there, but it has burned a lot of structures. Uh, in fact, um, dozens of structures out that direction, including some homes. It looks like 11 homes, 18 outbuildings have been lost. And uh, a real tough situation out there in the gorge. They had some really strong winds last week that helped that fire spread really fast. I know we got on the air and we said, hey, some of you have to leave your homes right now. And uh, some of those homes were totally lost there during that time. So it's amazing how fast that can happen in the gorge with those winds so strong, guys. It's nerve wracking when a wildfire sparks up in the gorge because at any point in the year we can have strong wind. Um, So, and it's the terrain is difficult too. Most in most cases, I feel like these firefighters have to attack the wildfires from the from the air versus the ground. So it's it's a scary sight, and I'm glad that they are gaining containment on it. Yeah, and uh, good news that once it hits about 50% containment, the firefighters start to go home and all that. That's kind of the mark there where they have it really well lined, and it's probably not going to spread anymore. So at 75% containment now, they're just kind of cleaning the stuff up out there along the Columbia River Gorge. So that's good news out there in the gorge. Now let's talk about our extreme weather that we have. Let me do that intro again. Now let's get into our extreme weather. All right, a very rare and fiery tornado was spotted Saturday near a fire in California. The National Weather Service office issued a tornado warning for a uh, pyrocumulonimbus cloud that formed by the, uh, is it the Loyalton fire? Loyalton fire, yeah. Loyalton fire. Yep, yep. Uh, Go ahead, Ryan. It was capable of producing a fire-induced tornado outflow winds in excess of 60 miles an hour. And uh, those can actually be really, really dangerous. In 2018, uh, one of those claimed the lives of, of a uh, firefighter who was a, uh, driving a bulldozer there battling the car fire. And when the National Weather Sur- Service actually surveyed that fire tornado or fire NATO, uh, determined it was equivalent to an EF3 tornado with winds in excess of 143 miles an hour. So they can actually be really dangerous. Fires can actually create their own weather. Yeah, it's a it's a popular research field right now. A lot of meteorologists are focusing in on it with, you know, how crazy wildfire season has become. And it's actually a year round thing in California now. They really don't get much relief during the winter time. I mean, they do at times, but even when you get excess rainfall, it creates so much more uh, growth with the vegetation and then it dries out during the summertime. And when we get the rainfall during the fall, they usually just get the dry systems, the wind, and so it gets really nerve-wracking during the fall, which is coming up pretty quickly here. Um, but yeah, the wildfires, they can ingest all that warm air, and then they can create their own weather. It's, 
it's amazing. And the National Weather Service saw the rotation of that py on that pyrocumulus cloud right outside of Reno, issued the tornado warning, and somebody happened to be in the area and caught that video, which was incredible. Seven. It's incredible video. Yeah, yeah. got to so, see it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thankfully, I didn't uh, hurt anybody this time around. Uh, but yeah, definitely Google that. Check that out. It's it's something else. And not only that here, I think it was over the weekend here on Sunday, uh, temperature at Death Valley National Park hit a scorching 130 degrees, marking what could be the hottest temperature on Earth since 1913. Guys, what is the hottest temperature that you've ever felt? I was just talking about this with uh, my old media, uh, chief meteorologist in Medford because I don't know how hot it got when I was in Southern Oregon. And I'm upset that I don't know that because the only thing, the one weather memory that really sticks out for me is uh, the snowstorm that we got. And we got like six inches maybe, but well into the triple digits for mm -hmm. me. Well, yeah, I mean, down there in southern Oregon, yeah. it can get it can get really, really hot. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, well over 100 degrees. What about you, Jeff? My hometown is Palm Springs, California, in southern California. I have dealt with many days at right around 120. The hottest temperature wow. I've ever felt was 122 degrees. Um, and it, it kind of sucks the life out of you. You walk outside, and if you're outside for more than 10 or 15 minutes, even – while hydrated, you start to feel it. You start to get a headache, a little light headache, and um, it's really intense stuff. Uh, what's interesting, though, about really dry heat, like the the Death Valley heat, is the heat index can be much lower than the actual air temperature um, because it's so dry outside that water evaporates really quickly off of your skin. Um, and Anne, you're used to you know growing up in Ohio, you're yeah. used to more of that humid heat, which. I, I'm more of the dry heat kind of fan. I don't know if I had to pick one. I, I would, yes. Yeah. Any day. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. I will say it's been nice living in the Pacific Northwest now for so long and having the dry heat and not having the humidity because it, it just, yeah. You just, I feel like it, recently when I, you know, when I'm home in the summertime, it's just like you just, I feel like I just get hotter. I'm just hotter outside and I start to sweat really quick. And then it's just, yeah, it's just gross. You feel gross, you know? I think we, we have uh, we have converted her because she <laughs> last time she went, she came back and she was complaining about the weather. Uh, and she's like, oh, it's so much better here. It is. I, I do. I really do appreciate the dry heat like uh, that we get out here and in, in the desert southwest. So I think it's nice. Hey, Brian, uh, I think it's worth noting as well that if the WMO, the World Meteorological Organization, does verify this 130-degree temperature at Furnace Creek in Death Valley, that would also be the hottest temperature ever recorded in the month of August in the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, incredible stuff. <laughs> Regardless, I don't know what 130 degrees felt, feels like, and I don't ever want to know either. I don't think so either. I mean, you could turn on your oven and stick your hand in there probably. <laughs> yeah. That would. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't advise that. Kids, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I need to. I need to. Reel it I in. I need to make sure I say that. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> since Anne is joining us, and Jeff, we did this for the first time. You joined the podcast as well. I think we should learn a little bit about Anne. Hear her story about how she got into weather and all that good stuff. So, Anne, we already just talked about where you're from. Uh, yep. Where you, you grew up in the Midwest, right? Yeah, grew up in uh, Ohio, Cincinnati, to be specific, and uh, spent my whole. My whole life there, I went to Ohio University, which is in Athens, Ohio, uh, Southeast Ohio, and uh, went there for school for meteorology and journalism. And then once I graduated, I've been in Oregon ever since. So 
Uh, so your up. first job was down in Medford, yes. right? Yes, first job in Medford. Okay, and, and, and what did you think of Medford there in Southern Oregon? You know, I thought it was pretty, very pretty. I liked the terrain there, and I enjoyed the summers immensely because I liked the heat. So I thought that was really nice. And uh, lots of hiking so close to the city uh, right there. And just like in Portland, you're close, close-ish close to the coast and to the mountains. And, uh, you know, you go jump down into Northern California or whatnot. So it was a, it was a cute little small town, you know. And I, I know you always make you make a lot of good friends in, in your first market as yeah. well. And like you just went to a wedding, mm-hmm. right, of, of one of your friends I and did. all that stuff. A little, very small <laughs> wedding, though. <laughs> yeah. Very small. But you were in it so that, you know, you had to go. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, Anne, yeah. I have a question. Yes. Uh, what, what's the most notable or memorable weather moment in your childhood? Because growing up in Ohio, you, you have all seasons. You yeah. can see severe thunderstorms during the summertime and the spring and some intense winter storms coming off of the Great Lakes. So I want to know, like, what was it like growing up and what was some of your most memorable memorable moments in childhood? You know, it's funny because I always tell people I don't have, like, a, a weather event that, like, sparked my interest. Um honestly but I will say and I've never like uh we've had I mean I've been at home and we've had severe thunderstorms and hail and whatnot but I've never like been in a tornado or had any kind of uh experience with that really since uh, living in Ohio definitely the snow we got snow obviously and uh we get all types of weather but I I think just everything combined. I don't have, like, there's never been one instance that just kind of sticks right. out of my head. I I'm feel gonna, like a bad meteorologist saying no, that, but it's that's true. Fine. No, I no, know, I think it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> I want to know what the wind chills were like in the wintertime. Oh, what was, yeah. like, how low did it go? I think I can remember, like, negative 15, negative 20. Okay. That's, that's pretty, mm. I'd say that's, that's, the, that's pretty low. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's pretty chilly. I'd say winter, yeah, winters are kind of brutal there. It's just... It stays cold, you know, and with, you know, days where you don't get out of the 30s or the 40s and it's cloudy and it's just kind of blah and yeah. cold in January and February, you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Much what did more you, enjoyable here. What did you major in in college there, Anne? Uh, so I majored, I was a double major in meteorology and journalism. Awesome. So you knew you wanted to do this then? Yes. I did know from, from second grade I wanted to do uh, broadcast meteorology. That's great. And what, yeah. what do you think? What is your favorite part of the job? Do you like going out and meeting people and doing classroom visits? Do you, do you like just being on? Uh, like, what's your favorite part of the job? You know, I think going out and meeting people and being part of the community is pretty neat uh, because you can really relate with the viewers. Uh, but I think just working with the team of meteorologists that you have, I think uh, that's kind of what's worthwhile to me because – we're all such smart people and kind of nerdy in the oh, same thank way. You, Anne. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, so, so nice much. of you. Wow. Yeah. All of you, you were guys. talking about Jeff and I, right? I mean, yeah. Mark, he's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, all of the weather team here at Fox 12. Um, but I think also, the, you know, it takes a special kind of person to be in news. And I think uh, we all, you know, you meet really good people. And I think we have, like, a really good crew here. So I think that's one of the better parts about the job is the people that you work with. We, we have something special, too, I think, that's a little different than a lot of news stations around the country is that we're a very tight-knit weather team here, and we're always texting each other, and we're always, you know, uh, going back and forth about what's happening weather-wise or with our personal lives. I feel like we're all friends, and it's a good, it's a good tight-knit group. I love that about, about our little group, and we're so glad that you're here, too, Anne. 
Well, thank we're just, you. We just love having you. Yeah, you're <laughs> awesome. Um, and 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 Anne's on uh, every every weeknight, and then also on Saturday nights as well, right, Anne? Yes, that is correct. Okay. All right. Uh, we have a couple uh, or a few, about ten lightning round questions for you. All right. And Jeff, if you want to think of one, uh, one oh, or gosh. two here, while I'm doing these here. So these are just quick answers, Anne. Okay. okay. Put you on the spot. All right, Anne, here are some lightning round questions for you. Are you ready? I think so, yeah. Okay. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Lightning round. Okay. Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Twizzlers or Red Vines? Twizzlers. Ugh. No, oh, wrong answer. Red oh, Vines are totally gross. Wrong. No, they are not. Good Lord almighty. Well, now I know one thing I can put in my snack drawer yeah. that she wants to That's true. Uh, beer or wine? Uh, wine. Wine? Yeah. All right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Emails, texts, or handwritten letters? Oh, you know my answer for this, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> handwritten letters all the way. Okay, and this is Anne's thing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This is, just, I know this is supposed to be lightning round, but this is Anne's thing. <laughs> I've known this about her. Anne, can you tell us about your fascination? Uh, or not fascination, but your more obsession with handwritten <laughs> letters. Yeah, I'm a big a big card letter sender fan of of just anything handwritten sent through the mail. Uh, ever since I was in high school, I think I had a friend that wrote to a pen pal in England, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, I should you know keep in touch with my friends via the mail. And so I would write to friends in college, and now it's just become a thing, and I just write. I think like that's everyone. so awesome. <laughs> More people should do that. And Jeff, I know that after you interviewed at our station, you sent yes. a handwritten letter as well. He did. Yes, I did. Unintentionally, I had no idea Anne had this fascination with <laughs> handwritten letters, though. And I didn't think it would come up on a weather podcast either. So you know what? That, that works out perfectly. Yeah. Love it. All right. Back to the lightning round. Okay, here we go. Okay. Lightning round. What is your favorite form of social media? Ooh, uh, probably Instagram. Good yeah, call. Okay. Uh, favorite restaurant in Portland? Ooh. Uh, let's see here. I got to think. Uh, this is a lightning uh, round, oh, I have, and I you're have, not supposed to think. Well, the first thing I can think of is um, a pizza shoals. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> have you been there, Jeff? No. Got to go. Yeah. Got to okay. go. Right. Oh, right. so good. Great pizza. Uh, favorite sport? Ooh. Uh, let's go with tennis. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite season of the year? Summer. And favorite city in the world? Ooh. I would say, I would say Tuscany, Italy. Nice. I have yeah. one. I have one. Go oh, for it. Okay. While house sitting for Mark, what is your least favorite animal to take care of? <laughs> Did Mark tell you about that? Oh my gosh. He may have told me, so uh, you got to tell the whole audience now. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. Tell the story, please. This uh, is fantastic. This would be. Um, his chickens, but specifically Patch. <laughs> and who is Patch? Is that the rooster? Is that one of the? No, it's one of his ladies. One oh, okay. of it's the small. I think she might. She might be. I think she's the black, the small little black uh, chicken. Maybe she's tiny. Yeah, right? she's probably. Yeah, she's real little. Right. She's, she's really little. But why? But mean. Oh. <laughs> so, Mark was like, "Yeah, when you come over, you just have to get the eggs." She was broody. I think that's the term, right? Brooding, broody. Yes. Yes. And so she w was sitting on her eggs, but you have to take them from her. But she 
won't get off of them. And so Mark was like, oh, you just stick your hand underneath it and grab the eggs, like casual. Like, you know, he does that every day. Sure. I've never done it. Um, but she starts pecking at you because she wants to keep the eggs, and oh, it was so stressful. I wish I had, a, like, a camera to, like, just show you guys what it was like because I was terrified to go in that little door because you have to open the door, and then all the chickens are, like, right there just staring at you, and it freaked me out. You know it what? Did. Two things with this. One, we need to put a webcam in this chicken right. coop just, yes. to, exactly. yes. just to watch yeah. what Anne's doing in there. Yeah. Secondly... <laughs> Um, aren't you happy that you joined the podcast today, Anne, so you can I tell am. the whole audience about this? You know, I feel like you guys had this up your sleeve the whole time. <laughs> Maybe. Well, it's, a great, it's such a great story because I can see, but were you like were you like pacing outside of the, the yeah, chicken coop I had trying to, to psych yourself up? Oh, yeah. I had to, I had to really work up the, the energy to open the door and go in there. And I just was like, I remember I was like texting a few people and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to do this. Patch is so mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, and the big question is, did you get the eggs? No. <laughs> I almost had someone else from work drive out with me, but that was going to be too much. Mark told me it was okay if I couldn't get the eggs, but I was really worried if I couldn't get the eggs, then Mark would, like, hate me, and then, well, he's never asked me to house it since. But, oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But it was okay. It was okay, you know. I, I got the other eggs. I just couldn't get Patch's eggs. That's so, okay. Yeah. That is okay. <laughs> An epic story, nevertheless. It's yeah, such a great so story. epic, I suppose. I love it. All right. Well, uh, guys, this was so much fun. We, we've run out of time. And you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks let's, for having me. Let's have you back soon, yeah, huh? Yeah, invite Jump me on back whenever you want. anytime. <laughs> Just be prepared, Anne. You I know. You never know what's coming your way. I know. I got, I'm ready now. Now that I've done one podcast, I'm ready for all of them. Okay. <laughs> all right. Unlike house-sitting for Mark, we will have you back, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Glad I passed the test. All right. Anne, so good to see you. And uh, Anne and I are going to be working on the shows tonight, so I'll be talking to you soon. Uh, Jeff? Go take a nap. Enjoy your time with family. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for joining us, guys. We'll be back next week here on the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Do you have a weather question? Call 503-548-6484 and leave a message. It could be featured on a future episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area. 